Okay, so with Sarah Galician, Silent Rhythm is the documentary short film, winner of Best Documentary at the Experimental Music Dance Festival. I can I consider this a perfectly executed uh, short film, short documentary film. It, it tells its story, has some deep themes to it, and uh, it's kind of inspiring, uh, to put it to say the least. I don't say that all the time, so I'm just like, I'm not giving wow. filler. I'm just telling you that I think this is a really good film, so to start off the podcast. Wow, thank you so much for those kind words. That that means a lot to me. That's awesome. <laughs> so to give people a background, it's about uh, uh, Gallaudet uh, Dance Company, which is in the Virginia area, correct? Uh, yeah, so it's at Gallaudet University. They have their own dance company, which is called the Gallaudet Dance Company. And that's actually in DC. It's in okay, um, the Northeast part of DC, yeah. Okay. So this is got a, this is a, this, so this is your kind of documentary, this dance group, we can get to the, to what's, what makes it so interesting later, but what got you into this film? What, uh, what, what, uh, like, what, did they come to you? Did you come to them about making this documentary? How did it all start? Yeah, so actually, interestingly enough, um, I was in my master's program at George Washington University, which is also in DC. And part of our final thesis master's project was we had to choose a story or topic that was interesting to us and to complete it in a photo, video and written article multimedia project. Um, so interestingly enough, my documentary is actually a multimedia project. And if you go on my website, you can see the photos and the written article that go with it. Um, so I actually reached out to them. Uh, my older brother is deaf, so I grew up signing my whole life. And I really wanted to try to combat some of the social education awareness of deaf people in a way that didn't make it feel like you're sitting down to be lectured about something. You know, I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be engaging and I wanted people to feel motivated and inspired to want to interact with the deaf community more. So I thought what better way than, you know, following a dance, a deaf dance company, you know, and getting people excited and interested because everybody loves listening to music. Everybody loves dancing, you know, so I figured to put those things together. So. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and you're right. There's a lot of like, um, misinformation or there's lack of knowledge, I guess, with the deaf community, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I didn't want it to feel like, you know, a public service announcement. I didn't want it to feel like all the other documentaries that have come out before. Um, I definitely did my research and I was just looking through and, you know, like the only major movies that stand out in my mind with Marley Matlin and Marley Matlin and Children of a Lesser God. And, you know, recently with Coda that came out, it was like great job, but the documentaries like didn't quite feel like they hit the same level as those movies for me so I wanted to make something that was a little bit less like preachy and way more engaged with the dancers themselves because I made sure to interview each of them and ask them what they wanted to contribute because I just didn't want it to be coming from me as a hearing person because that doesn't make any sense yeah. I really wanted it to come from them you know so I was like what is something that you want the larger community hearing world to know about deaf people. And it doesn't have to be for me. Like it can be anything you want. And they were like, really anything? And I was like, really anything. <laughs> and so that was pretty much the driving force about the whole thing. So I really wanted to make sure that they were as involved and engaged as I was. So well, what's that. important to note is that you can speak, like you can do sign language. What do they, what's the, what's the correct. Uh, um, for that? <laughs> yeah, you can sign um yeah it's more yeah it's more of like instead of saying speaking it's more of like i can sign x y z so usually yeah you just change the verbs <laughs> so it's say say i say someone else was or i say i was uh, going to do, do a documentary on this film for example i would have to hire somebody to do to do the sign language and then there's there's a lack of kind of emotion there's a lack of uh 
you know, there's, there's something missing in that kind of like interpretation, I guess, but because you're able to do, interview them one-on-one -on -one, and you, you're obviously an expert because you grew up on it, that, that must've made them feel so much better to talk to you about, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I, I loved that process. I loved getting to know each of them. And I, you know, I have all of their numbers and we're all friends. And I honestly, I wanted to make sure that everyone was gonna be comfortable because it's their home. It's not my home. You know, I'm coming into their space. I'm disrupting dance practice. I'm putting cameras in their faces. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to make sure that everything that I was going to do, like they were aware of, understood, and that it was ultimately for them. Like it wasn't just supposed to be a project for me yeah. necessarily. So I just took a month to just hang out with them and go to practice. I mean, I was still trying to film what I could, but honestly, I was introducing myself. I was telling them my backstory. You know, I was telling them, hey, look, you know, I have an older brother who's deaf and I grew up sort of in this half hearing, half deaf culture, you know, and I wanted to do something that emphasized that and emphasized deaf community. And they were like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and yeah. so I think from there and just establishing trust before I really got into the heavy side of the production, I think was the best way for me to get to know everybody and for them to get to know me too. So I was really, yeah, I, and like, we're still best friends. They're all so excited with the final product and like the movie, they watch it over and over and over again. And every time they watch it, they love it even more. <laughs> and like, that just means so much to me. Cause like, I really wanted to do something that they were going to be proud of too. So yeah. So I think it worked out. <laughs> so as did you, did you like, uh, you said you spent a month with them and you kind of like filmed them a little bit, but you got to know them. Did you have like a script, like in, 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 in attached, like, did you know where you're going to go with the story or did you kind of like just shoot and kind of figure it out editing? Yeah, I just, I just went with it. I had no idea. I, because I, I didn't know any of the characters. I just knew that there was a dance company there who was running it. I didn't know how many times a week they had like final performances. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have no idea what my story is. I need to make sure I introduce myself and I get to know the characters and like get to know the dancers and try to find dancers who have interesting backstories or like people who were really about dance and like, that was when I found Harmony and Lexine and Phoenix and Shelby, who are amazing. Each of those girls were interviewed in the movie. Um, and I just loved getting to know each of them and trying to make sure I could tell their stories as well and sort of interweave it with the story of the larger dance company. Um, so yeah, I didn't know anything. I just, I took notes. I had a little notepad with me and I was just taking constant notes about like who had like a really specific, interesting like story and then how comfortable they felt in front of the camera. Yeah. So like if they didn't feel comfortable, then I had to like work that into my production where I would spend more time with them, getting to know them. So they got gotcha. to know me. So then they would be comfortable sharing their story because that was what happened with Phoenix. Phoenix was kind of like on the fence. She's like, I don't really know this girl. She's got a camera. I don't know. She's here a lot. I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to get to know Phoenix. And then we became friends. And then she was like, oh yeah, I would totally do that for you. I was yeah. like, awesome. <laughs> Cause it's like, you don't, you can't interview everybody and you can't have everybody like uh, showcase unless yeah. it's like a long mini series, but that's, the I know thing. that was like, so hard. Yeah. I wanted to interview that's part everybody. of the documentary filming because only the audience, they say the only audience can only have, like pay attention to, I don't even think this is true, but they say the only audience could pay attention like the four characters at most, right? right? And then everything yeah. everybody kind of runs into each other. So you have to like kind of, that. Must, yeah, it's like you said, it was hard. It must've been very difficult to like, okay, who is the one, like you said, I guess it's twofold. 
who has the more interesting story and who is more comfortable in front of the camera, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, time, honestly, I just ran out of time too. Because I graduate in May 2022 of yeah. this path this past May. And I have I had to have final project ready to go for when I graduated from my master's program. And so I had to finish their last spring performance was like April 20th. And then I had to have everything done by like May 5th. <laughs> so I like wow. shot their, yeah. Oh yeah. I like shot their final dance performance and then had like less than two weeks to like edit everything together and put it together. So it was, it was crunch time for sure. <laughs> you can see that's probably what could be a blessing in disguise. Cause you could have like overthought this yeah. documentary a little bit. Right. So. Oh yeah. There, that, towards the end, it was just like, get it's, it done. Like you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you start the film like with obviously Americans from American perspective, we've all seen pep rallies before. We've all seen this, this kind of, interaction before in either high school or university so you kind of but you, you it's so much noise you give us so yeah. much noise which is kind of the ir irony of your documentary right like like you're, you're showing us all this like the people clapping the 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 band the the, the dance people like part you know what i mean like there's there's so much going on in this pep rally and it's sort of like that that was your intention to give us all this noise in the beginning as a kind of I, ironic uh, start i guess to your film yeah yeah I, it's so, it's funny that you bring that up. Yeah. Cause I was really trying to find a way of what is the best way to kick off this whole thing, you know? And I think what really stuck with me, cause then I would also go around talking to some of my hearing friends who may have never met a deaf person before. Mm -hmm. And I just asked them straight up, like, what are the first, like, what's something that comes to mind immediately? Like when I'm talking about deaf people, like what comes to mind? And honestly, like a lot of the responses I got was that deaf people are really quiet and I was like no they're not and they're like yeah they are every time they're talking like or every time they're signing like they're not really talking real sounds going on and I'm like yeah but deaf people are really loud because they can't hear themselves like you know yeah. so I was like okay what can I do that I can like start this off with like a wall of sound so that way when it gets really quiet there's like that really stark contrast and like something that could be really interesting and like pull people in and I was like why not you know and yeah. I think it's a really great because again like everybody has been to a pep rally in high school college you know everybody knows what that looks like but I don't think anybody has ever been on Gallaudet's campus for homecoming to see that pep rally like only a very few people who are able to be a part of it because either you have to be a Gallaudet student or you have to work there and so I said okay not a lot of people have been able to experience this why don't I make this really cool so that way a lot of people can experience it and get to know more of the deaf community and like just be in the moment with them. Yeah. And you didn't have to understand. You didn't need subtitles. You didn't need like anything no. else because you just got it. And that's, I think, why I wanted to start that way because you didn't need to understand what was going on. You just watch it, just be a part of it. And I think that that was because I don't want people just reading throughout the whole thing and feel like they're reading a book. Um, so, yeah, I wanted it to be like a big shock to the system, lots of noise, and then cut to to silence so yeah yeah. Totally. yeah it's very effective it's like obviously the sound design in your film is extremely important for obviously for people who can like it's sort of like because you're kind of that's sort of the theme of your film right so yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i love what you just said about like deaf people are very loud and they 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 you know what i mean that's sort of like that's the that's it's there's so much misconception and you're right because you you're the, just to go back to the beginning about like what 
what the public sees in, in terms of the medium, right? In terms of um, in terms of public conception. There's Marley Matten, like she was, she won an Oscar. She was on the West Wing, and sort of like yeah. that. But then, no, everybody kind of knows her, right? But they don't. There's not. I don't know if you watched Only Murders in the Building. They kind of have a deaf character in that show. As oh, well. and interestingly enough, yeah, Joey. Um, I know that I know him, and um, we're friends too. So I'm I'm really like I was so proud of him when he was able to land that um show oh it's wild yeah 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 he's an actor and he's been in a lot of different um deaf plays and doing musicals and stuff like that and i know he wanted to get into television like i'm so proud of him that also he's really small (laughs) like there's not a lot of us so like when you know a couple of people you know everybody (laughs) so yeah no and i i'm just i'm happy and now marco you know i'm happy that there are more deaf faces like in the broader media so that way more people can be like oh you know I'm seeing somebody who resembles me just so there's more representation too you know like kids growing up if they're able to see themselves that makes them feel part of the world you know yeah so anything I can do to keep putting more information out there the better I think like, I don't know if you're watching the show, but like guys are doing this podcast or the last episode was they were talking about the misperception because he had a dominant role in the last episode. And they're talking about um, how like they, they think everybody assumes that that deaf people can read lips because that, yeah. that's what we see on TV. And it's like, no, no. Why would we why would we be able to read lips? It's like and that's sort of like they kind of like joked around about that in the last episode. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Yeah, that's a huge part. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the yeah. So then they had like I guess there was like the famous Seinfeld episode, right? Be reading lips episode, right? So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm going. Yeah. My memory is going back to like famous. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's but, yeah. Yeah, that's why interpreters are so important. You know? Yeah. No, having access to communication is like super super key. Hundred percent. That's sort of like why your film's apart. Okay. So what did you? What's your filmmaking experience before this film? Um, yeah, pretty, pretty scattered, I would say. Um, I was, when I was at Tulane University in New Orleans, I ended up doing digital media production. So I did assist on a couple of big shoots. Um, I was doing BTS work on Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry's Medea on the Run. Um, he was doing a show through the Sanger Theater. Yeah. So I was assisting on that show and that was super fun. Um, but I hadn't really done any extensive filmmaking outside of that. Like I'd mostly been doing just sort of like assisting production jobs. Um, and then everything kind of came together for when I was here working on my master's degree and I was like, well, it's do or die time. Like you gotta make it work. (laughs) And I just kind of kept chipping away at it, you know, day by day and just collecting as much as I could. Um, but I had like, you know, I practiced, you know, video editing and doing filming before, but I would say a lot of it, I think, came from my technical side as being a photographer. Mm-hmm. So I like I was really good at setting up wide shots, but moving shots was really hard for me because <laughs> I don't think in terms of moving, I think in terms of like establishing shots. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would yeah, it was pretty, you know, pretty limited, I would say. But now that I've like really done it, I feel like I've learned so much through the process of like actually making a documentary and yeah, totally. mine's only 36 minutes, but oh my God, it felt like it was two hours long. Like <laughs> it was so much work just for even that little tiny thing. But I, you know, it's like hats off to the people who end up making like two and a half hour movies. I'm like, oh my well, God. That's, that's my next question. Is that going to be you in the future? Are you going to oh, documentary? <laughs> no, 
I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it, I mean, granted, this I did pretty much all on my own. So, you know, if I did it in the future, I would definitely be working with a team. So it wouldn't just all be weighing on me. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. But I definitely felt like I bit off more than I could chew with this project. And I'm glad it did as well as it, as it is. Um, but I think I might kind of take a little bit of a step back and think about just like my photo and video work um, and see. And if anybody wants help on a project, I'm super happy to help and help other people do more video production stuff with the deaf community. But as a project on my own, we'll see. <laughs> Well, this is this was your film school in a lot of ways, right? Like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, so, because <laughs> you edited, you you like you shot it, you edited, you directed it. Like most people have yeah. a shooter, most people have an editor. So you're giving the footage to the editor, and they're helping. You're right. collaborating with them. That's the next step for you. Is that is if you're when you take on the next directing assignment, and you will. I understand. There's a little bit of like maybe like. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to project your, what you're feeling, but basically, so, but I'm saying when you do it, so, but then, then you have people who are, who are, who are like, it's not just on you, right? If you right. have that, then that's the next step as a director is like, is learning how to collaborate with your, with your cinematographer, learn how to collaborate with your editor right. and like kind of piecing the story together. All right. And then they make, they'll make your film better, I guess, by collaborating. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I had like a team, yeah. And I, I did have some help from other classmates and um, some friends who work at Gallaudet. Those were second, third shooters for me. Yeah. And that was like a lifesaver. Like even just having them to support me in filming stuff was just incredible. But yeah, I can only imagine if I had somebody helping me edit or like, you know, figure out the writing in terms of like the script for the movie. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that would, that would be amazing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but, that's like I said, that's the next step for you. It's like, that's, that's part of the, the process, right? So but the, I think you had to do this one first and then you could see how much time and effort it took. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how's the film doing uh, on the festival circuit? So you said, decided to submit to festivals. How's it doing? Yeah, it's, it's doing pretty, pretty good. I've gotten into Washington West film festival um, so far. And I, I think everybody else is still waiting to send back um, whether or not it's accepted or not. I think, I think a lot of the cutoff, cutoff dates are September for the notifications. Um, yeah. yeah, and obviously it did really well with you guys. So I'm honestly, I'm just happy I got into one and I, I'm just thrilled that everybody had such a positive reaction. I'm not really expecting anything more to be honest. Like I'm just happy that other people have seen it and love it as much as I do. And that just means the world to me. So I, <laughs> you know, I'm already happy, <laughs> you know, if I get into a couple more amazing, but if I don't, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> the jump on that what did you think about the audience feedback we did that we sent you oh my god I, I started tearing up a little bit I, I was so moved because <laughs> like, I mean coming from only feedback from my professors where mm -hmm. it was more of like you know kind of a hard punch in the face every single time you're sitting down for formal critique and they just rip it apart you know and that was like really hard for about four months of listening to all the things that are wrong with it and then finally having a video with everybody telling you everything that's right with it was just yeah. like, oh my God. I, and then everybody was saying everything I was trying to do, which was even better. You know, yeah. like I wanted people to feel like engaged and involved in the yeah. story and, you know, the use of sound. Like I think a couple of people were commenting on like how sound was like incorporated in the whole thing. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or exactly. like, you know, or like it wasn't focusing on the fact that they were deaf first. Like you, you didn't learn that they were deaf until like 
five minutes in or even into the second interview, you know, I'm like, yeah. yes, that's that was what I wanted, you know? And yeah, it was just having people reiterate things that I was working on for like six months and having it finally like come through and be successful. That was just like, oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I, there's some, in, you have some instincts, like some, some talent, natural talent, because I don't know what your professor says. And it's like a whole different thing, but you're, you can see that you're editing on emotion. You're, you're editing on story and having that twist, that five minute in twist, because we're already engaged in the characters and we're just thinking, yeah, it's all, oh, I'm, I'm, this is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool dance thing. And all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, they're deaf. And then all of a sudden you got us hooked for the next 30 minutes because we're like, I can't believe that. And then it's like, this is, this thing exists because it's like, there's such a lack of knowledge, right? Like nobody knows yeah. the most of the population doesn't know that this exists. Right. So yeah. you got us. That, that was the whole, yeah, I'm, that was great. That's all I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's in. So you're, you're, that it's all about the emotion. Forget about structure. Like it's you're editing on the story of the, of the, of the characters. So yeah. Yeah. I think you did a great job. So like teary-eyed towards the end and like a little part of me was like yes <laughs> like I was kind of going for waterworks towards the end so I was glad that at least you know I was able to edit something that made you feel a little bit more emotional so that was I was like all right cool <laughs> well do me a favor make another make another film because I think that your next one's even going to be better <laughs> I know there's time and okay. money I need to take a couple yeah. years but yeah I'll work on this. do it next year <laughs> okay <laughs> all right thank you so much you're it's a great film glad you guys submitted and uh and wish you the best in the future i am I'm sure you have a, a beautiful career ahead of you thank you yeah that means that means a lot i'm just so happy that people have been able to see it and you know share it with your friends so that's all i can ask for one two three four five six seven eight schlemiel schlemizel hasenbemp incorporated